What's good, what's good, what's good? Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you are now tuned into the Idea of Manhood podcast. It's been a big week. It's been almost like a, I don't know, like it's a rebranding week. You know, preparing for season three, I guess. I don't even know if I want to continue with the seasons, but I'm just in a rebranding mode right now. I'm in a position where, you know, I'm really trying to uh, just make this podcast thing as official as possible. Uh, I got a new logo this week. Um, I use this app called Fiverr, uh, which is basically an app where you... um, you can utilize people's services, whether they do logos or any other kind of technical websites, IT stuff. So, um, and I utilize a site, paid about $30 and got a new logo. Now the logo still has the microphone that I kind of designed. And then the designer added some other features to it, got the brick wall and just, I added my tagline, which I'm going to start using now. And the tagline for the podcast, if you didn't know, is uh, just a different perspective is all. That's it. You know, baby, it's just it's just a little different perspective. And so um, so that's one thing that I kind of rebranded and, and, and just put a little polish on. But then also um, I want to create like a lead in. I don't even know what it's called in radio terms or in podcast terms. It's like, you know, something that you say at the beginning of every episode so that if someone is new to the podcast, they'll know instantly what the show is about. So I'm going to test one out. I'm, I'm literally, I'm freestyling this as we go, but it's almost like, you know, you start the show, my little intro music comes on, bing, 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 and I come in like, hey, let's, uh, what, what's good, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to The Idea of Manhood, where we discuss politics, pop culture, family, relationships, and everything in between from a regular guy like me and like you, where we are breaking down the narrative of manhood and masculinity, that tired narrative, Every day right here in the podcast. Something like that. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? Not too much? Too wordy? Um, but something, I know I want to say something like, uh, you know, where we discuss politics, pop culture, family, relationships, marriage, where we break down the narrative of masculinity and manhood from the perspective of a regular guy like me and like you. So the listeners, even if you're not a guy, you know, just to encompass that whole you know, we're doing this together type thing. So something like that also this week, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm speaking to the camera now. See, I got a camera in the room. I'm, I'm big time now, you know. Um, but I started my YouTube channel specifically for the podcast, specifically for the idea of manhood. So I, I had a YouTube channel, um, you know, for myself, where, you know, you put your little kids' videos on there or, you know, invitate, whatever, whatever, right? Um, and so I had my personal channel, but I was like, you know what? I need to make sure that I'm aligning all of these uh, platforms, making sure that they're speaking to one another so that you can go from one to the other to the other. Make sure that if people want to look for the podcast and look for me and see what I'm doing, see what new content I'm adding, they can find it anywhere. So this clip I'm, I'm, I'm talking into the camera right now uh, will air and, and show a little preview of, of each episode on the YouTube channel. So just search for the idea of manhood, or I think it's the idea of manhood, uh, on YouTube. Um, this week's topic. So this one is another, first of all, if you listen to last week's topic, the elephant in the bedroom, thank you so so much for listening. I know a lot of, 
a lot of guys had a lot to say about that. A lot of the ladies had a lot to say about that. Um, and I appreciate uh, everyone's uh, viewership, listenership. Uh, that was a real episode. And I hope that folks, I hope that the guys really took heed to that. I hope that, um, you know, we're taking what we're doing on this podcast is we're trying to take some of the ownership back to some of our issues. You know, we're trying to take, you know, the things that have classically been like, oh, women always have to do X, Y and Z or it's the woman's responsibility to keep the spark, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm no, it's not. It, it's mutual. Let's share this so that nobody can blame anybody when shit falls apart. I mean, because really that. You know, I feel a lot of people like to take the blame. You know, they like to become the martyr. They like to self-sacrifice so that, you know, if things go good, they can take the credit. And if things go bad, they're like, I've been doing this all by myself. So, no, fellas, we're taking that back. We're going to take responsibility for what's happening in our households, in our bedrooms specifically. Um, And this is going into what today's episode is all about. Uh, I posted an article on my Facebook page that uh, someone actually tagged me on. And I think the title of the article is, You Should Have Asked. You Should Have Asked. That's a really hard word to say without trying to sound like you're cursing. You Should Have Asked. Right? Uh, And the entire article um, is really about the... It's a... I, I I think it's safe to say it's a feminist philosophy where uh, where women feel a mental burden, I think the article refers to it as like a mental load, taking on the mental load of being the manager in the household, right? So, you know, you have women that have to, you know, they work full time, things that we talk about here all the time, right? Women are working full-time. They have the responsibility of taking care of the kids. And then, you know, again, stereotypically and very, you know, kind of in our in our roles, I guess, our, our gender-specific roles, uh, they have to take care of the kids. They have to make dinner and come home and fold the clothes and do X, Y, and Z and X, Y, and Z. And the premise of the article is that um, men, modern men, you know, men of today think that we are doing a lot, or we think that we're helping, uh, but again, the premise of the article, this isn't my perspective, but the premise of the article is that if you were to ask women, their reality would be that we aren't doing enough, and that we uh, we tend to take more of the role of, hey, if you ask me, I'll do it, uh, but if you don't ask me, I'm not doing it. So that's kind of the premise of the article. And, um, you know, I read it. I read it a couple times because it's a very simple. I'm going to pull it up real quick uh, while I'm talking. But it's a very simple read, and it's kind of illustrated, too. It has, like, these illustrations um, that that kind of show what this one example, what this one woman is going to. Uh, so the examples, the, the story starts out with, you know, a, a, a mother has company coming over and she's trying to get the kids fed and trying to clean up and do all this stuff. And it shows the woman, I mean, it shows the man kind of sitting on the couch, chilling, relaxing. Um, and things happen. The pot overflows in the kitchen and beans don't burn on the grill. Um 
the, the pot overflows and the husband's like, hey, if you needed something, you should have just asked me, right? Um, mind you, it's all, it seems to be all this commotion going on and, and it shows the husband kind of sitting there aloof, not knowing what's going on. And then the article then goes to say, when a man expects his partner to ask him to do things, he's viewing her as the manager of household chores. So on this podcast, this is, that was a clip from the article. On this podcast, we've talked about leadership and management, right? We know the difference between being a leader and being a manager. Um, so the article says that when a man says, hey, if you want something, just ask, is viewing the wife as... Uh, viewing the woman in the house as a manager of household chores. So basically saying that it's up to her to tell people what to do in the household, along with doing everything in the household. And so, um, you know, it talks about this mental load that oftentimes women have to deal with in the household uh, that men kind of take for granted. You know, because if things are running smooth and no one's asking for stuff, I'm assuming the, the, the thought is that everything is good, right? Um, it goes on to say, the, the mental load means always having to remember. And it shows, you know, remember, there shows a woman in the in the grocery store. Remember, you got to get the shopping, the uh, the cotton balls. You got to get everything on the list. Remember, you got to do the homework and you got to get the vegetables and uh, the baby grew. So you got to know what his shots are and all this stuff. So um, it says the mental load. This is the article speaking now. It says the mental load is almost completely borne by a woman. It's permanent and exhausting work and it's invisible. So while most heterosexual men I know say that they do their fair share of household chores, their partners have a rather different perspective. Mmm. Mmm. Shots fire. Right? So I sat with that. I was like, yo. So when I, you know, you read these things like, damn, did I, am I, is, what, what's going on? Is this really a thing? You know what I'm saying? Because I definitely, I definitely saw my mother doing this. And I definitely saw, you know, women of previous generations, and some now, of course, that have to take on that mental load, that they were the managers of their house. So nobody ate. Nobody got dressed. Nobody's clothes were washed or prepared. Nobody did anything on the weekend. Nobody's homework got turned in if mom didn't do it. I've definitely seen households like that. And I think I know a lot of my male friends, a lot of my female friends have grown up in this current generation and generations to come saying, I'm not going to be that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be a part of that kind of household. I know I grew up saying I don't want to be a part of that kind of household. I don't want to have the woman in my house, my wife, have to take on that brunt of responsibility because one is just not like who wants to be like, why would anyone want to be in that role? Right? Why would anyone like clamor to be that kind of disheveled because when I think about it as a child growing up watching my mom do this I just remember looking at her and be like dang yo she's always it, it looks crazy from the outside 
it looks crazy to the kid where it's like one where the mother is doing all of this work. You know what I'm saying? All of this, all of these very meaningful tasks, but all of these like having to remember these very, very minute details about everything in the house. You know, so I remember looking at my mom like, yo, why doesn't he help out a little bit more? Like, what? Yo, he's just chilling. And my mom is like cooking and washing and ironing clothes. Like, that's that's not what I want. But here's the other thing that's crazy looking at it as a kid is that I remember my mom like being happy to do it. You know what I'm saying? So th- that's the dichotomy here. Right. So I think that. OK, before we start talking. So I'm just talking about what I've seen. Right. And so when I read the article, I I immediately started to be a little introspective. I, I started to think about my own situation. I started to think about me. Right. Because that's that's normal. That's the normal response. And you're like, yo, am I contributing to my wife feeling this mental drain, this mental load when she sits down and talks about her family and her life with her friends is she saying oh i wish mike would do more because like i said on this podcast that is my nightmare that is like to me i have failed if my wife i failed as a husband if my wife has to go out there and be like yo i'm so i gotta do everything in the house i'm so tired da, 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 da. because i hear otherwise and i see other women out in the street very publicly bashing their husbands for not doing enough around the house. Now, when I talk to my boys, my boys that are married or my boys that have kids with their girls or whoever, like, I don't, I just don't see that. Like, I don't see, like, I see the guys in my circle and even guys that are not in my circle doing so much um, and being very active, very intentional about the role that they play in the household um, and and how they interact with their kids and doing things and picking up stuff from the store and cooking dinner and making sure clothes are folded and all that stuff. Like, I see men doing that. So my question is, are things being lost in translation? You know, so the whole concept of you should have asked, that's... That is very much, in my mind, the way that men sometimes process their tasks. Like if you if you're doing if you if you want something done, the best way to get it done is to tell them like, hey, yo, do this. One, two, three, four, five. When it's done, you're good. That's kind of how men are socialized growing up. I'm going to tell you what to do. You're going to do it. And then when you do it, you'll get a check. You'll get it. Uh, you you get reinforcement, positive reinforcement. That's how behavior is molded, right? And I think that women are just socialized a little differently. They're socialized, I, again, very broad brush, to walk into a room and figure out what's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, as much as we call men fixers, you know, men want to come in and just stop the pain. Every, somebody's crying, men want to come in like, hey, 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 stop crying. They really want to know what you're crying for, but stop crying. Stop all that crying. Um, and I think that women, you know, also want to fix and want to just, they walk into a room and I think men consider it nagging or men consider it to be nitpicking. But I think that for whatever reason, because, and I'll 
state my reason why I think this. But men, uh, women are almost predetermined to find what's wrong in a situation and to address it. You see what I'm saying? They might go the, a, a long about way of addressing it, but they're going to know what's not right in any given situation when they walk into a room. So, again, this is, I, I hate making these broad generalizations, but I think for this article and for this conversation, it needs to be that simple. Um, so, my question is why are these two perspectives seemingly so different? And I think I have an answer. I think I have an answer. Now, especially as you get into, you know, you, you've been married or you've been with someone for a long time, like, things change. Like, of course, you know, the relationship grows and moves, you know, it just develops and matures or it dematures, if that's the right word. Um, so I'll give you an example. My wife and I were married, maybe this is going to put my wife out there, but she knows I love her. Uh, my wife, it, put, it puts me out there, too. But here, y'all be so sensitive when people talk about their wives in what could be remotely seen as negative. This is a negative. This is just a story, right? And it paints both of us in different... Anyhow, let me stop explaining for y'all bums. Um, but it's one story. I, I regularly do the laundry, right? So we don't really have a, you know, a schedule. It's like if the laundry needs to be done, it gets done. But maybe about six or seven years ago, I stopped doing my wife's laundry. I used to do it all. I used to put it in. I used to, you know put in the dryer i used to fold and many times i would put it away that was just i like i don't mind folding clothes of course this was before we had children so now is fold, clothes don't get folded as well or as often but there was a time where i would you know put the clothes in the washer and everything like that so just by the nature of women's clothing um, every man right now knows what's going to happen in this story, and probably every woman too. Um, but just by the nature of women's clothing, you know, I, I washed something of my wife's that I shouldn't have washed. I don't even think it was washed. I think I dried something. So I washed it, and I know to, you know, when taking it out of the washer, if it says, you know, line dry or flat, lay flat to dry, I take it out and I laid it flat to dry. No issues. But I might have been rushing or I might have been doing something else. And God forbid I put something in the dryer that was not supposed to be dried. All right. I made a mistake. I was rushing and I uh, I put something in the dryer that shouldn't have been there. Right. And so I go, I think. I think just based on what was happening, I think my wife ended up taking the clothes out of the washer and putting in the dryer. And I think it might have actually been two shirts. Flex bomb. Two shirts. Right? So I put two shirts in the dryer that should have been dried. And no, I, yeah, I put them in the dryer, right? So, And she lost her mother-loving mind. Uh, you know, uh, it, it was, it was tough. Like she was very, very upset with me and I being a man and not really understanding at that time, probably didn't handle it the way I should. 
you know, because I'm like, yo, relax. Okay. One, relax. Two, I'm sorry. I just, I was, I was rushing. I didn't, I didn't see it. Like I, I didn't know you, I don't have any clothes. This is why I don't have any clothes that fit me. It's like, oh my God. Nigga. Why? You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you know, it was, it was beef. Please. I'm laughing at it now. And I'm sure my, if, if my wife listens to this, she's going to laugh at it too. Maybe um, y'all don't be snitching on me. Y'all don't be going back and be like, yo, Mike was talking so greasy about you on the podcast. No, I'm not. I'm just telling a story, and I'm a very good storyteller. I tend to not embellish if it's real life. Um, but, yeah, so she lost it. She was crying, and I was like, what? So, you know, me, I got, I was like, yo, like, what's wrong with you? It's not that big of a deal. So I'm like, yo, like, I was trying to help. Next time I won't help. Da, 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 da. And, uh, you know, because that's how that's a typical man response, man, uh, a man response, responding. And, uh, you know, and if you want to be typical, that's, you know, my wife's response was probably a typical female, feminine, you know, uh, emotional response. And uh, in that moment, you know, I made a statement and I stick with it. Like, I don't just talk to talk. Right. So if I say, look, you know what? I'm not washing your clothes anymore because I don't need all of this. So to this day, I probably put in one load of clothes or if things are really crazy, I'll, you know, now I just line dry everything, you know, because one, I don't. So in terms of this mental load, I kind of get it. Right. Because I don't have the time to be looking at tags and look, I'm throwing stuff in the wash and throwing a dryer. OK. Um, and so I took a step back. But I didn't take a step back to be petty. I didn't. I didn't. It felt like it at the time, but I didn't because it helps. Because it puts ownership on, hey, now you're going to have to do this. And what I've noticed over the years is that she, too, has made that mistake of putting things in the dryer that shouldn't have gone in the dryer. And guess what? At the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. When it's her, she can shrug it off. Oh, I made a mistake. When it's me, it was tears and drama and everything. And I was like, I'm not putting myself in that situation anymore. But relating it back to the story, I wonder if my theory is that at different phases of the relationships, right, men probably are being intentional about helping or are being intentional about you know, being an active participant in the house and doing this and that and this and that. But women are so specific about what the hell they want that oftentimes their critique comes off as ungratefulness. So a lot of people would say, oh, men are so fragile. That's masculine fragility or, you know, whatever. No, it's not. That's human nature. It's human nature to, if you're working and if you're doing all this stuff and someone comes in and criticizes you in the moment or after the moment or whatever, you're going to be like, all right, well, I want to fall back because clearly I'm not doing it in a way that you want it done. So what you do is you turn the powers of the table back to that. Hey, you want to do this? You want to dust? You dust it the way you want and then show me. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's what I see a lot of. That's what I see a lot of in our relationship. I hear a lot of stories about it. I read a lot of things about it where men might have been doing something all along. They might have been doing something great or th that they thought was great. 
right? So here's the part where communication comes in. Because I think sometimes men think, oh, I'm helping. I'm picking up stuff off the floor. That means I'm good. I'm helping. But you're picking stuff off the floor where your wife or your partner remembered where it was. They go back to find it, and you call yourself clean, and now something's lost, right? So a lot of men are like, I'm going to just leave it there. I'm not going to You're not going to yell at me? Not today, buddy. Not today. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, a, really, it's a really fragile dance, right? These are the things that I think, in my perspective, in my, uh, in my opinion, these are the things that destroy marriages. It sounds so simple, right? It sounds so simple. But when you pull back, what it is, is someone feels unappreciated or someone feels like what they're doing isn't valued. And please don't believe it. It's just men feeling that way. Of course, women feel this way. This entire article that I've the You Should Have Asked article that I referenced is really about the history of women feeling undervalued in the house while having to do everything in the house. So, of course, that uh, the, these conversations need to be had. And again, I'm putting the responsibility on men. Um, because this is the idea of manhood. And I really want us to, you know, I say us, but me on this show to, you know, I'm not trying to preach. I'm not trying to tell men how to be men. I'm not trying to give you a blueprint. All I'm saying is there's a different perspective to all of these different narratives that we really haven't heard before. I, am I, I, I haven't heard them. You know, in the things I read, in the shows I watched, and the things I listen to, I haven't heard these sorts of explanations. It's always presented as, oh, men are lazy, men don't want to help, women have to do everything, da-da-da-da-da-da. And so my advice is, you know, men, we have to be more communicative with our partners about what it is that, you know, not how we can help but really going into a scene and seeing what needs to be done. It's similar conversation as last week. You know, we know when we go to work and with our jobs, the things that we have control over, keyword control, right? The things that we have control over, we go in and we make things happen. We get things done, right? For the things that we don't have control over, we wait to be told what to do. That's not just men. That's human nature. Did you just peep what I just said? That's a major key alert. The reason why many women may be feeling the way they do with this mental load is because they are overly in control of everything in the household. So when you're in control, you do. You do stuff. When you're not in control, you wait to be told what to do. It's ownership. It's classic levels of ownership, empowerment. When you feel empowered to make decisions in your household, you make them. You don't wait for somebody to tell you. I'm going to give you another example. And this is another example that just happened this very morning. True story. I don't make stories up to embellish to sell episodes, right? This morning. I get, I'm getting my daughter ready for school, right? I looked at the weather broadcast and it said it was going to be 60 or so in the morning and about 80 degrees in the afternoon. 80 degrees is pretty hot, but it said it's going to be windy. 
And, you know, so I made the decision, since I'm getting my daughter dressed, that I'm going to put on some long pants, you know, just, you know, like some pants. They were like uh, leggings. They're like kind of not even sweatpants. They were just like pants uh, for my daughter. And it was a long sleeve, very, very lightweight shirt that had a hood on it. So my daughter loves this shirt. She called it her hoodie. Her brother always wears a hoodie. She wants to wear a hoodie like him. So I was like, okay, you can wear the hoodie. Very, very lightweight. It's actually thinner than a t-shirt. It's like that very lightweight, you know, that material that sometimes women's clothes, almost like a blouse material. But it's like light t-shirt, had an owl on it, has a little hood on it. And so I was, she was halfway dressed. And my wife comes out of the shower and she says, uh, you gonna, you gonna, is she going to wear that today? Is it going to be cool today? I was like, no. I was like, no. I knew where it was going because my wife always does this, right? Are you going to put that on her? She's not going to be hot? I was like, no. It's 60 degrees right now and it's going to be 80. It's very, very thin. I go, she goes on. Well, I don't know. She, you know, she sweats a lot. I wasn't having it this morning. I was like, all right, well, oh, oh, fine. Where's the shorts? I'll get the shorts. So I put the shorts on. My daughter's crying. I want to wear the sweatshirt. No, your mother wants you to wear this tank top like it's July 5th. All right, cool. So here's the, here's now. So in this situation, I was like, look, I'm not fighting this. You got it. I'm going to put on some shorts and a T-shirt and whatever happens, happens. Now, for the next time, a lot of men at the next time will be like, what do you want her to wear? You take out her clothes? Because last time I took out her clothes, you got problems with it. So that is the part where a lot of men, examples like that is where men start to disconnect. They start to take less control in what their kids wear, and they wait for their partners to take out their clothes. You put out her clothes yet? You know, because every time I pick something out, you have something to say. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how arguments start. That's how beef starts. Now, here's where you de-escalate the beef. The next time, you know, the next time it's time to put on something, you just take it out. If she has something to say, she says it. And then in that moment, you make a decision. Every moment is separate. It's not a continuation of one moment. Every moment is separate. Now, I could have easily said, no, she's wearing this because she already has it on. But at that moment, my patience wasn't at the level to withstand that conversation. I just woke up. My daughter woke up at 2 o'clock this morning to use the bathroom and wakes me up every night. I didn't feel as if that conversation was going to end well. That's where men have the control. Because I could have played that game like, well, I mean... Why don't you just tell me that from the beginning? I mean, I got, I could have played that back and forth with my wife in that moment, but hey, I, I just didn't. I'm like, All right, cool. But what a lot of men do at that moment is they disconnect and they say, okay, well, I made dinner. You had something to say about it, so you're going to make dinner forever now. All right, you happy? You happy now? I came in, I picked something up, and now you can't find it. And now, I'm, I, well, I'm not picking nothing up then. With that said, in conclusion, um, I want men to, I want us to be a little bit more introspective 
I want us to think about our households and how things are managed. Is your partner taking on a majority of the mental load? So answer that question, and then I'll ask you again. Are you sure? Are you sure? Who's cleaning up? Who's sweeping? Who's making lunches? Who's taking clothes out? Who's doing hair? Who's taking whoever to games? Who's taking whoever to the school bus? Who's picking out shoes? Who's going school shopping? All of these things that have traditionally been the roles of women, um, you know, I think, men, we have to be a little bit more observant as to what needs to be done and not waiting for our wives to ask us or tell us to do it. Now, here's the extension of that. This is a this is a major key for new couples. Here's the extension of that. Men, when you do stuff and you take initiative and you do whatever it is, your wives, your women, your partners will still complain. They'll still have something to say about it. They'll still critique it. If you did nine, uh, if you did nine things out of ten things right, please believe that one thing that you did wrong will be highlighted. And here's my response to that. So what? Doesn't matter. Continue to do it. Continue to fight through. Continue to show that you're going to be an actual intentional partner in this business, in this marriage, and make her acquiesce, if that's the right word. I'm I'm not sure if, if it is. Make her acquiesce to the way that you do some things. Now, it's not your way or the highway, but Men's oftentimes first response when they hit critique in the household is to be like, hey, hands up. Hey, you got it. I don't want no problems, okay? Uh, you just tell me what to do and I'll do it. No, 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 man. We got to stop doing that, dudes. We got to be like, yo, look, you picked out this pants, this shirt? Yeah, I picked it out. What? I, I did. I did. She'll be okay. Because I picked it out. Daddy picked it out. And staying firm in that, yeah, yeah, your wife, your partner, she'll have an attitude, you know, for a couple weeks. <laughs> but it is what it is. Because that's what they do with us. And that's how you that's how you create and sustain balance in your marriage, in your household. With that said, pick your battles. Everything is not worth fighting about. Everything is not worth standing your ground. But there are certain things that you have to stake out and say, look, this is, I got this. Don't worry. I got this. And sometimes you got to say that to your wives, to your partners. I got it. Relax. Relax. So uh, with that said, you should have asked. Check out the article. I put a link on the uh, in the website. Um, you should have asked. I think it's actually based... Uh, from a British uh, newspaper, a British source. Uh, but once again, thank you so much for tuning in to the Idea of Manhood. Uh, this is your boy, Five Mikes. Uh, make sure you represent, uh, represent, make sure, <laughs> represent, represent. Make sure you uh, you comment, you share, you follow, you subscribe on YouTube, wherever I am, you need to be. All right, I'll holler at y'all later. Uh, and one yourself. Peace.